1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mark Brody on 670 The Score, a Radio.com sports station.
2: Good morning. Here with you until noon on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're talking a lot of Bears in this hour. Eric Edholm will join me at 1020 to give his perspective locally and nationally on what's going down with the Bears, what's the latest on Deshaun Watson, what are some of the other moving parts as far as the quarterbacks are concerned? And where are we with the Chicago Bears? The mystery, we're in the mystery portion of the segment because it Bears. was like the first chapter, Bears, the first chapter of the book, or maybe the first three or four chapters. It was like a like a full season of true detective when it came to trying to figure out the Carson Wentz thing. It, it it gave us a full season's worth of episodes, right? That we were able to talk about it, break down Carson Wentz, figure out if it was if he was worth a first round pick, if the Bears should do it. Does it matter the personal stuff? Does it matter that he's he's stunk after the twenty seventeen season, that he stunk last year? Like we had a full blockbuster season's worth on Carson Wentz. Now we're suddenly back in the offseason again and Matthew Stafford is long gone Deshaun Watson until further notice is a complete pipe dream that I think that we've all sort of pushed to the side like that didn't even make the fall schedule Deshaun Watson so now here we are in this very mysterious area and somewhat unsettling area of Bears football because Guess what, Bears fans? You're in a very familiar position. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the Chicago Bears in 2021. We don't know, in a lot of cases, who it even should be. You've got on your roster right now, you've got Nick Foles and kind of Mitch Trubisky, you know, if you want to match any offer or if you want to make an offer to Trubisky. But I don't think that that is going to happen. So then, then we are left to resort to some of the big names and give some other guys Another look that maybe we had originally dismissed, like Jameis Winston. If you were going to look past the bad of Carson Wentz, then you should probably look past the bad of Jameis Winston because there is good in him as well. Yeah, 30 interceptions is horrid, but 33 touchdown passes is pretty good, as is 5,000 yards. So you have to find out, and then you have to say to yourself, at the base level of all of this, the first question you must ask, and it has to be answered in a very specific way, is he better than what you have? Carson Wentz was better than anything the Bears have. Matt Stafford checks the box. Deshaun Watson obviously does. Jameis Winston I think does, but that's not good enough. Dak Prescott, definitely better than anything you have, but he's probably going to get $37.7 million on a franchise tag from the Dallas Cowboys if he doesn't get another extension. Ryan Fitzpatrick, is he better than what you have? Nope, he is the same as what you have. He's the same as Nick Foles, despite Nick Foles having a rough year last year. Ryan Fitzpatrick has had plenty of rough patches in his career, or he wouldn't be heading for his ninth different team. So no, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not better than what you have and would not be a, a good decision. I don't think for the bears right now. And yeah, no, so there's tons of other guys that are in free agency, but they're, like I said before, that's they're the cottage cheese and baked beans. They are the side dishes. They are, you want a little bit of rice on the side. you want just the coleslaw? That's what we're down to. And the side dishes are good. They're competent, but they're not the main dish. You are without a main dish still. So there is not a perfect name. I talked about, I guess probably at the top of my list right now, or top of mind is Teddy Bridgewater because yes, he's available. Carolina wants that. They have been in on that. They were in on the Matthew Stafford talks. They are in on Deshaun Watson. They would like to upgrade, but I think I still think that Bridgewater, Bridgewater is better than what you have. So you would have to consider that as a definite possibility. So all of that said, as I'm scrambling, just like everybody else, and trying to come up with answers and trying to think outside of the box for the Bears on who they should have at quarterback, then I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this all away for just one second, and I'm going to do it. Because I'm like, Dude, like, i like you. I see mock draft pop up on my phone, and, and you know you log on to your, your favorite websites, and everybody's got a mock draft, and I kind of ignore them. And then I stopped ignoring them, and I said, well, okay, all right, let's see what the mock drafters are saying. And everybody's got a mock draft, and I, and the ones that I looked through and chose, I respect these ones. And most like most mock people who do mock drafts, they're, they're all pretty good because they're all really into it. So even if they're not from a quote-unquote uh, major outlet, salute, then... It doesn't always matter because these are people who are extremely invested and live for the drafts. I am not quite like that. I love drafts, but I I don't get into the weeds, and I will allow myself to depend on other people for getting into the weeds on these mock drafts. And somebody just texted Marcus Mariota. No, no, uh, from the 847. Sorry, he just... Marcus Mariota, not better than what you have, or I can't guarantee it. And the Bears are not in a position to take a chance. But anyway, let's get to some of these mock drafts. And I will give you what did I do? One, two, three, four, five, five of them. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of audio from a guest that was on the Molly and Hall show the other day. So, all right, from CBS, they say, uh, or they have down. An offensive lineman, yes, Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. So offensive line, not not surprising because that is an area that could that could use some tightening up, if not some depth. From NFL.com. We have ourselves a receiver, Florida wide receiver, Kadarius Toney, 5'11, 194, 70 catches, 984 yards. And remember Last year, in a lot of cases, seasons were compromised and games missed and things like that due to COVID-19. But wide receiver, I guess you could just say position. NFL.com, wide receiver, Kadarius Tony, And we'll talk more about that here coming up. Um, Walter Football. I always like their mock drafts. From Walter Football, Virginia Tech offensive tackle, Christian Derrison. So a tackle, a tackle. So two offensive linemen out of the three so far. Um, from Pro Football Focus, they, at number 20 overall in the first round, they have offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. And then one more that I'll give you from the DraftNetwork.com, Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman, 36 catches for 472 yards last year. He was one of those guys that opted out and then eventually came back, so that's why his numbers are skewed. But wide receivers and offensive linemen seem to be all over the board for the Bears. And it all makes sense because you just do a little bit of homework, and you can see that the Bears are at a point where Bobby Massey, uh, I don't know how much longer he has with the Bears at right tackle. Charles Leno, I like Charles Leno probably more than a lot of people do because it's like, I mean... You can't ask for much more in terms of sturdiness over the years. Um, but you can upgrade there if you want at left tackle. The inside is looking pretty good for the Bears right now, isn't it? I mean, with Cody Whitehair finding that home at guard, Sam Musterford very well could be the starting center going forward, if you could believe that, based on what he did. And the fact that he can continue to do that, and then you get James Daniels back, man. I mean, you have Alex Barrs who can play inside or outside, and he he started to get good last year. So there's some good, like believe it or not, like offense could offensive line all of a sudden turn into a strength for the Bears next year. It could, it could. So that's something to to pay attention to. But the other part then is wide receiver, and the obvious reason that the draft Knicks are talking about wide receiver for the bears is because of Alan Robinson about whom we don't know at this point. It's everything seems to be trending towards franchise tag for Allen Robinson. And, There was an article written by a gentleman by the name of Tyler Dunn, who spoke to Alan Robinson. And, you know, Alan Robinson expressed in his polite and dignified and, you know, in his way, in Alan Robinson's way, that he loves Chicago, but, hey, it's not all about loving Chicago. It's about getting market value, getting what you're worth. And I think most Bears fans would, would agree that he's probably worth a lot. However, the Bears are in a situation where they are not a great, obviously, they are not a great wide receiver away. And I think Allen Robinson is a great wide receiver, but they are not a great wide receiver away from having a competent, strong offense. So to give him the max would probably be a mistake and make more sense, as painful as it is to say, to give him the franchise tag. Now, if he does that, if, if the Bears, and I say he, Ryan Pace, and the Bears do give Alan Robinson the franchise tag, could that be the breaking point for Alan Robinson? Could he then create a stir? And that is where we go to Tyler Dunn, who wrote the article, and it was on the Molly and Haw show recently. And here's what he said about that possibility.
0: You know, I would definitely be speculating to a degree. He wasn't ready to extend the conversation to that point because even though I think everybody kind of expects that to happen, um, it hasn't happened yet. What, What he did say. When I asked him, like, are you going to kind of follow the path of these other guys, right? The Deshaun Watson, Stephon Diggs, Jamal Adams. I mean, they have really vocalized their desire to to want out and get a trade. I mean, Allen Robinson did it, but it was like a day, right? He took the stuff down and then he played the next week. I, I think you know if it gets to that point, yeah, like like you said, it's definitely an option. I, I think that that's probably what they would do, right? They would they would really want to want that trade, vocalize that they want that trade, and if, if you're the Bears, I mean. Ugh. Are you? What are you going to do? Are you going to force him to play? I, I, if push came to shove, I guess we would see what Allen Robinson does week one. But I think it just kind of at this point, that, that relationship and where it's at, it would benefit everybody um, for that trade to happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that would in that case, I was going to say, it depends what the Bears are going to back. But you know that at a wide receiver at this point, it's just like trades in the NFL – are very rarely valuable in terms of what you think you're going to get back. I mean, I think we just saw that with Carson Wentz, where the best thing you got was a second-round pick and conditional picks. When you put that word, sometimes the word conditional can mean good things, but a lot of times it means bad things. So if we're talking about quarterbacks, there there is some value. But what are you going to get? What are you going to get for Allen Robinson? So this is one of those times where, you know, Management has to put its foot down and say this is this is what it is. We got so many other areas that need tightening up and they do because you got a couple of guys that on offense that started to develop last year. Cole Komet, once they started feeding him the football, he started to get good at it and he started to run guys over. And I think Cole Komet is gonna be good. I think. I think Darnell Mooney is gonna be good. He had a nice year for a rookie last year, and that's the way I always do it. I always say, was he good or was he good for a rookie? He was good for a rookie last year, like surprising. And I think that there's enough in his skill set. There's enough development that we saw to project Darnell Moody to be a good wide receiver, but we definitely don't know that for sure. I mean, there is another step or two or three that Darnell Moody still has to take for the Bears. So, they were right that it wasn't just the cor- it's the quarterback for the Bears, but there's a lot of things that need tightening up for the Bears for sure at this point. 6767 is the, the number. There's a bunch of UFO texts on here. So I don't know if Grobers up early texting, like he thinks he's texting his buddies and he's actually texting the score. I don't know what's going on right there. Um, CJ Bethard popped up as a name here. Um. Yeah. N- no. Uh, <laughs> hey, I like C.J. Beathard, but I I don't think he's the next Bears starting quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo. Man, his star is falling, huh? Like when he got that big extension with San Fran, and everybody thought he was the next thing, and everybody was mad the Bears didn't get him, and then all of a sudden he's just a manager. But I haven't seen him play enough to know if there's another step. I've seen him when they've been on, but I haven't focused him enough to really know. Like I don't know, and maybe that's a question I'll ask Eric Edholm. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, is he what is the ceiling for him, or is he the the dreaded, is what he is kind of guy? So we'll we'll ask that question to Eric Edholm, and a lot of other things. We'll ask him about the Bears quarterback. We'll ask him about some of the other free agent quarterbacks and the NFL, all things NFL and Bears. Next with Eric Edholm. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score Bears. The
1: Parkins and Spiegel Show on your ride home. Afternoons two to six on the Score. Kyle Hendricks, the
2: ace of the Cubs. The majority of that core is still here. Are you guys openly talking about this like bonus opportunity? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I think it's it's all in the back of our heads for sure. You know, you don't get this opportunity in the game very often to play with these level of players for extended amount of years. It's guys like Javi, Riz, KB,
1: Danny Parkins, Matt Spiegel. Afternoons two to six on Chicago Sports Radio six. 670 The Score, a radio.com sports station. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago, Chicago sports station. station. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score, a radio.com sports station.
2: What's up? Happy to be here with you on a Sunday morning until noon on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score, and we have been talking about the bears and the NFL and trying to figure out their quarterback position and Alan Robinson and lots of things about the Bears, the mystery Chicago bears. And to continue to try to solve the mystery we bring on from Yahoo sports. It is Eric at home. Good morning, Eric. How are you, sir? Mark? What if I don't have any answers? Because <laughs> I
3: feel like I've sort of been spinning around the possibilities for this team, this off season. And I keep shooting blanks, man. I don't know what, I don't know what to think,
2: man. If, if you don't have an answer, that's okay. Because really yeah. let the dirty little secret here, Eric at home is that if we had an answer, we wouldn't right. have anything to kick around or talk about, right? We don't want <laughs> the answers. We just want to talk about the possibilities. So, yeah. so that I will, I'll ask you that, then, Eric, what are the realistic possibilities for the bears? Do you have possibilities?
3: I, I do. I actually do. And and I think, you know, once the Carson Wentz thing, you know, passed and, and, you know, if the Bears didn't have a conviction on them, good. I mean, you know, good for them for not diving into a you know, a, a quarterback derby that they're half heartedly into. So I think that's a that's at least an indication that they have other guys in mind. And and Sam Darnold would be the, the probably the, the most likely trade option, I'm sure, you know, there there are people out there harboring fantasies of Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or, you know, any other quarterback we can cook up being on the trade market or not, but you know, Darnold makes a lot of sense, obviously comes at a, at a price that's very attractive. You know, he, he's somebody who I would say two or three throws a game. You say to yourself, wow, there aren't many guys who can make that throw. The problem was the inconsistency. Now, how much do you put on him versus the coaching and the, and the surrounding cast? I don't know. But that's, that's a player I could see the Bears obviously being interested in and, and making a, a parlay on.
2: What else does he do well, I mean like or g- give me the scouting rapport for those of us who have kind of forgotten Sam darnold while he seems like he's gotten lost with the Jets in New York?
3: yeah, and I think it's funny because I mean he he plays pretty well outside of structure. he can make things happen out of nowhere I mean he wouldn't you wouldn't put him in the category of a a Mahomes or a Wilson or or a Watson or in terms of you know creating, but we we see him throw off platform and make you know sort of tight window throws 18 yards down the field that like i said only a handful of quarterbacks would even attempt much less complete so he's got a little bit of that gunslinger to him but it also okay. works against the mark and it just you know that like Wentz, you have to kind of live with some of the mistakes and obviously i'm sure people who've you know been been soaked in bears quarterbacking for for more than a year to understand that that, that's kind of been the deal around here for a little bit too with Trubisky and even what we saw out of Foles last year. So, you know, it's at this point, right, you, you're going to have to, you know, not every, uh, not, not every prize is going to be uh, exactly what you want, but um, I, I think his, his arm strength is good. I think his athleticism is good. Is he exceptional at any one thing? That's, that's a fair debate. I
2: don't really know the answer to that. And I would probably tend towards no. And I, I think the, the, big, the only problem I should say I see with Sam Darnold is that you are taking a chance. If you were to trade for Darnold, then I know the price would not crush your organization. But you need to have a, a no doubt about it starting quarterback going into this year or else you are just in a whole lot of trouble, um, as was the evidence last year. So I guess the question is, can the Bears afford to take a chance on Sam Darnold as much of the upside may be there. Can they, can yeah. they, are they in a position to take that chance? Yeah. You'd probably have to
3: buttress it either with, you know, uh, some sort of veteran, you know, uh, free agent signing or drafting another quarterback, which would feel like the more likely option of the two uh, and not being in the the market necessarily for one of the top four or five guys. Cause those, those quarterbacks in the draft may off the baby off the board, but you know, some some day two or three options who at least could be somebody you're warming in the pen while while Darnold is out there starting and you know who knows how long his leash should be. Obviously, this is a you know a coaching staff and a front office that I think has been sort of put on on warning on on ready alert here <laughs> for yeah uh, it's production or die right. So yeah, yeah. it, it kind of feels like they need as many options as possible.
2: Yeah. Well. Okay. So that said, then, and you talked about wisely having a everybody bring in Tim Darnold, you gotta have a veteran. Do you think they're still good in Nick Foles? Yeah, I mean,
3: I kind of kept thinking last year, you know, there was a specific reason why they brought him in and that, you know, they obviously felt like there was something there they could work with and it you know, you know, it just sort of didn't work out. And are they tethered to him? Do they kind of forced to keep him on the roster this year? I mean that's a financial financial question. And it would also branch out to does it prevent you from keeping your your good players like Alan Robinson? Does it does it you know behold you to cut somebody else at another position? I mean that's those are those are concerns that you have. So you know it, it really is a tough situation. And it's not like the veteran free agent market is terrible this year in terms of the you know the the high end backup, lower end you know the bottom of the barrel starters who could be serviceable if you need them to. When there's a, the Tyrod Taylor types and the Ryan Fitzpatricks and, you know, that, that sort of quarterback. And, and Alex Smith could come free. There's some of those types of players out there who, you know, maybe they could serve as mentors and be ready to go if you need them to, if Foles isn't, isn't in the picture.
2: That's the voice of Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. I'm Mark Grody here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. What about Jameis Winston?
3: it seems like the Saints have some plans for him. Now I'd be fascinated to see what ends up happening with his contract and everything. And, you know, whether they're, you know, legitimately going to bring in him and and pair him with Taysom Hill and make this kind of oddball combo. But that seems like Sean Payton sent out some signals that, that that was sort of in the works. But again, it has to officially happen before we can say that's the case. So, if he were to come free, I mean, he's a really interesting one, obviously. And I don't know what to make of Jameis. And we know the mistakes are there. The fumbles and interceptions often are really high. I mean, clearly they win a 7-9 team with Winston. Um, and then the same squad plus a couple of additions here and there, mostly on offense, but still goes to the Super Bowl and upsets the Chiefs. So, does that tell you that, that Jameis is the guy who can put up the fairly robust numbers, but will always kind of hold you back with the turnover ratio? I mean, it depends if he's paired with the right team in the right situation, maybe. But there is a real buyer beware tag with him, I think, that, that exists if he were to come free. But I think Sean Payton's intrigued by him. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what happens with that.
2: Yeah, I mean that's what it sounds like, and it feels like Sean Payton would be the the perfect match for somebody like yeah. Winston, a guy right, guy with with a lot of talent, and then a great coach who could put him in a really good system, as well. We had a a texter, Eric, at home ask about Jimmy Garoppolo, and obviously we've heard that name pop up. I have no idea if San Fran is wanting to or planning to deal him, but what I want to know is. Has he reached his ceiling? Is he a the dreaded he is what he is quarterback manager? Or is there still something more to Jimmy Garoppolo like what we originally thought about Garoppolo?
3: Yeah, I I think I'm closer to the former. Right. I mean, I feel like I I don't want to say he's completely tapped out. Because remember, when he got to the Super Bowl, I mean, he was just a year removed from the injury. And sometimes, you know, it takes guys two years to fully recover. And I'm not just talking about the physical part, but the mental part as well. And we saw him at times play on a real high level during that Super Bowl year. Last year, there was kind of an air that I don't want to say he, you know, I quit on the team or anything like that, but there was just a real strong disappointment surrounding him. And I don't know if that was emanating strictly from Kyle Shanahan, if that was the entire organization there were other coaches or teammates who felt that way, but it, the, the growing sense is that he could still be in the 49ers plans. I know there's been a lot of talk in New England too, about him possibly going back there. You would have to at least put him on the bears radar as a possibility, but that's the, that's the concern. I think he was surrounded with really sort of versatile and talented pieces that year in 2019, that put up those, those strong numbers. But then again, when they first traded for him, I mean, he was lights out as well. And he had some good numbers before getting hurt in 18. So it's possible his ceiling is maybe a little higher than we remember. You know, we sort of this past year has kind of brought his, his overall value down. But maybe
2: he's not quite as, as bad as, as what we've sort of brought him down to be. Yeah, we all thought he was going to be like the next thing when they gave him the big bundle and the extension. And I, the Bears yeah. fans around here were lamenting that they didn't go after Garoppolo. So who who knows? Um, all right, so Allen Robinson, w- what are you hearing about him, and what do you think will become of Allen Robinson?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously there was some, some pretty good news for a lot of teams when the, when the salary cap uh, floor came out, the minimum, which was – 180 million, it could end up being 181, 182, whatever the number ends up being. But the idea is there's a little bit more room for, for teams to operate this offseason. But then again, all that does is just kind of bolster the teams that have oodles of cap space like the Jaguars and the Jets and surprisingly New England, too. So, you know, I, it was interesting. I heard I think it was Hunter Henry, the tight end who was talking the other day about the desire to get a quarterback. That was an important thing for his free agency, wherever he signs, he wants to feel like there's a top 10 type of quarterback. And that scared off a lot of new England fans when they heard that, because they assumed he was a target. I think the same thing is true with Allen Robinson. I wonder if that's not a, a big portion of it. Sure. He wants to get paid. Who does it? That's going to be number one priority on most free agents list. Where can I get paid? I, I you know, I get it, but I I wouldn't be stunned to see his list get whittled down based on that quarterback factor. And, you know, he came to Chicago, kind of knowing what was there, knowing what the situation was. He came from Jacksonville where he didn't have stellar quarterback play either. Uh, You know, I almost feel like he might be entering that phase of his career where he's wondering, will I ever play with a a Brady (laughs) or a Mahomes or whoever? So I wonder, I think that's going to be a big factor. And that may, You know, that may limit him a little bit, but it may, you know, keep the bears on the outside if they're not willing to to play ball and tag him.
2: Do you have a a mock draft out on Yahoo sports yet, or are you still? I do.
3: Yeah. I've done a couple so far. Yeah. The last one I would say was probably about um, three, four weeks ago, something like that. And I think I had, Oh boy. I think I had Kevin Jenkins from Oklahoma state. The right tackle as my first round pick for the bears, if I recall. So, you know, didn't solve the quarterback issue,
2: but <laughs> Mark, you know, I mean, they need they need they need tackle help as well. I think. Oh, they do, man. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, you could probably upgrade on either side for Massey right. or Charles Leno, right? I mean, yep. So, is it a pretty good tackle draft? Do you think? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's it, there's going to be a lot of options, sort of
3: from, you know, Penny Sewell is the top guy. He'll go somewhere in the top five or six picks, and then. Uh, you know, uh, Rashawn Slater, who some people think is a guard, some is a tackle. He might be gone by the time the Bears pick. I would think there's a good chance of that. But I think there's another six or seven, you know, starting tackles that I feel pretty good about who will go in the next 50 or so picks after that. So sort of in the Bears' sweet spot, right, between where they pick in round one and round two is is really where I think a lot of them will – we'll start going off the board. It kind of reminds me of cornerback last year. We kept saying, are the Bears going to get a corner? Is one going to be there at 42 or 50? Internet making a good decision with Johnson there. But it sort of feels the same way where the strength of the class is going to be in that late first round to kind of mid to late second round. I think there are going to be numerous options. Liam Eikenberg from from Notre Dame, a lot of people probably have seen him play. So those are those are the guys going to be in
2: that, top 50, top 75 range. Ah, it's good to hear that it's, that it's strong because it's always yeah. – that's good. To, and, and last thing, what about wide receiver? Is it a strong wide receiver class this year in the draft? Possibly
3: better than last year, which, you oh, know, nice. the Bears obviously get Darnell Mooney last year in round five. And, you know, there were people saying he might have been a reach at that spot. That, that showed last year was a really deep class. This year, I think, is even stronger at the top and I think has just as much, if not more depth. It's, it's rare to see any individual wide receiver class be as strong as last year or this year. Now we have back-to-back season. So, you know, if your team didn't get one a year ago, you have no excuses this time around because <laughs> I think they come in all shapes and sizes. There may not be that one, you know, there may not be that huge type of Megatron receiver out there yeah. unless you call, but like the, the slot guys, the smaller outside guys, I think Rashad Bateman from Minnesota is a star. Uh-huh. There, there's some really
2: good talent in this class, including some Big Ten names that I think a lot of people will, will uh, recognize. Great stuff, Eric. I appreciate you calling on a on a Sunday morning. And do me a favor. Call me back if you figure out the Bears quarterback situation. Just, get, <laughs> just ring me right I'll,
3: up. I'll text you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Eric. All right, buddy. Have a good day. All right, man, you too. Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. Yeah, we were just talking about Rashad Bateman, the wide the fine wide receiver from Minnesota. He uh, he is popping up on a few of the mock drafts, but most people in line with Eric Edholm that it is a tackle draft and the Bears, they could use. Who can? There's not many teams in the NFL who, who could probably look at the roster and say, yeah, we don't need a tackle. Yeah, y- you might. So good to hear, though, two of the positions that the Bears may need to zero in on. Tackle, offensive line, and wide receiver are strong in this draft class per Eric Edholm. When we return here on the Grody Show, if you will... Let's talk about college basketball. What? I never talk about college basketball. I haven't talked about college basketball since I covered college basketball in 2004, 2005. But I watched an Illini game yesterday, and I want to talk about it. And I want to talk about Illinois and where they are. And I want to hear from one of their superstars. So we'll do a we'll do a quick Illini segment next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
1: Mullion Hall, Chicago's number one and most listened to sports morning show, period.
0: NFL insider Tyler Dunn. But are the Bears, what kind of message does that really send to your locker room if you don't reward your best player, arguably your best player? Like, if I'm a player in that locker room and I see how the Bears dealt with Allen Robinson, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. mean, this is not the best precedent to say.
1: Mullion Hall, mornings 5 to 9 a.m. on Sports Radio 670 The Score 670thescore.com.